and welcome to A Star to Steer Her By, a Star Trek pod thing. <laughs> My okay. name is Jake, and today I'm joined by... Chris. Ames. Caitlin. And today we are talking about two episodes of A Star Trek to Steer Her By. The Voyager. Voyager edition. <laughs> Cold Fire and Tattoo. Other way around. Scratch that, reverse it. Nice. <laughs> fire cold. Tattoo and cold fire, which are two phenomenally Boy colorful episodes. episodes. <laughs> yep. They, they use color television. It's a miracle. Wow. Now available in Technicolor. Yeah. But before that. But before we get to that, a little belated, but... Uh, <laughs> I'm no longer ill, finally. Yay. Prove it. Um, but we are, Lick Jake. <laughs> but because yeah. we were unable to get together because of Chris's diarrhea... Various illnesses. No, no, I was the one that had diarrhea. Chris had <laughs> well, COVID. let's be real. We like all COVID, had diarrhea. Then a horrible cold, then... Yeah. Anyway, so much feces. <laughs> so today we are going to be doing our Christmas... Special, Woo! where we sing carols. We don't. We don't. Uh, but but more, uh, we'll be we'll be opening up our gifts that we got for each other. So it should be very fun. I think Jake should go first. These are our MLK weekend yeah, gifts. That's what it yeah, is. Exactly. We're celebrating MLK. Of course, this is going up sometime. I don't, I, I don't in know. I kind of feel like I want Jake to go last because I feel like it's going to be the funniest gift. Okay. Well, well, see, that was my reasoning from going first. Well, Get the joy out of the well, way now. What, well, let's decide who should go first. You want to Rochambeau for it? Jake can go last. Okay, fine. I'll go Great. Last. Done. Caitlin I'll go wins. first. Caitlin yes, Caitlin goes first. I go first because I called it. Done. Oh, yeah, do it. I like how we've wrapped these in paper. It's really good foley for the pod thing. Oh, swish. Love it. You don't have it, right? No, I don't. Oh, I am so excited. This is my favorite fucking game. You know this? I do know. Uh, this is for uh, the board game Betrayal at House on the Hill, an upgrade kit. And it looks like more characters, which is super, super fun. As much as I do love my boy Darren Flash Williams, I'm also happy to play more people. Are they new people? Oh, no, they're, they're new. They're the same I think people, they're, but they're, they're updated. Yeah, they're like nicer cards <gasps> and nicer dice. Oh, I've always wanted nicer cards because the stupid little indicators always fall off. See? Well, I'm sorry oh, it wasn't no, as exciting little, as little new characters, but... You wheel them? Yeah, no, that's brilliant. And the art is pretty sweet, sweet oh. too. Look at that. Oh, Professor Longfellow. You're older than ever. <laughs> <laughs> Little dragon Akimoto, love him. Aw, oh, this is lovely. Thank you, guys. Now we have to play! I'm fine with that. I love that fucking game. I've, I've been like, honestly, this is like half the reason I really want the pandemic to be over. I'm like, I don't need anything else except Ames and Betrayal at House on the Hill. <laughs> Accurate. All right, we should move on because we've got a yes. lot to cover today. Your turn, huh? My turn. Cool. What should I open first? All right, well, the top one's from Ames, the bottom one's from me. Oh! I feel... <gasps> the Star Trek thing. You could read the title and it would tell you. <laughs> Wait a minute. Yes! <laughs> oh my god, yes. Okay, this is Star Trek Signature Edition, <laughs> Imzadi Forever. And apparently it seems to be some kind of Troy and Worf. And Riker. Fish. Oh, it's all three of them? Mm-hmm. Well, all three of them? I bought, I bought a copy for myself as well. Oh, as well. Holy shit. Is it by Peter David? It's by Peter David. Oh, Who's Peter he's, David. He's a quite good Star Trek author. I'm I so. You'd be like, oh, he's a romance. I'm novelist. so fucking excited. No, he wrote he wrote the um, <laughs> New Frontier books that I quite mm. enjoyed in high school. Yeah, and in, he uh, also writes a lot of comic books. Yeah, in a sh- Star Trek ship posting, whenever somebody's like, "Someone recommend a book for me," tons of people jump on the Imzadi train. And I was like, Caitlin likes that kind yeah, of stuff. There's a train, all right. Ooh. Running a train. <laughs> <laughs> 
god, I'm so excited. Yeah, and what this is is it's a it's a it's a two book series. It's a Imzadi and Imzadi Two. Okay. And I had <laughs> I had mistakenly bought this and then Imzadi Two, thinking they were number one and number two. But this one is both of them, evidently. Oh, nice! Oh, so oh, if cool. anybody needs just Imzadi Two, let me know. The electric Boogaloo. <laughs> Nice. Oh my god, I'm so excited. Thank you so much. This Yay. is perfect. I can't wait to read it. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> oh my god. Thank you very much. All right, I will open this. Now, who wrapped? Was it you? No, Jake wrapped that one. Wrapped I wrapped the one. other ones. You really? Poorly. No, you guys both actually do a good job. I feel like my wrapping this year was very poor, so. I'm the oh. shittest rapper in the <laughs> I don't know. Pat's pretty bad, to be fair. Alright, well I was going to try to get it off nicely because no such it's thing. special well it's special paper well, I mean, theater tons, paper tons more oh good really? what did you get them? oh it's Loxana oh it's like oh, little shit. miniatures I got micro machines holy shit Deep Space Nine micro machines I love them wow, where? so what do I have? this is a uh, so I have a Cardassian, is it Galar? Galore? Galore class. Galore class warship. I've got Deep Space Nine, which looks really tiny compared to the Galore warship. <laughs> or the roundabout. Oh my god, yeah. How did they fit the roundabout into Deep Space Nine? It's huge. Thank you so much. Yeah, These not, are brilliant. Not to scale. Let me see Loxana. Hell yeah. Oh, oh yeah, no. she looks good. She had a bunch of those Great. These kid. are amazing. Thank you so much. I love them. You I got just... the quark in a box? Mm-hmm. Oh, amazing. Neat. Take a look, Chris. These are awesome. Thank you so much. That's great. Oh my God, I Merry love. Christmas. These are the best. Oh my God. These are like the best gifts. Thank you. Wow. There now I feel like we should have let Jake go first because <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's going to pale in comparison to these fabulous gifts. Thank you, guys. I'm up. Oh, I have got a book. Imzadi 2. Oh, Son delightful. <laughs> Yay. I read about this. I'm glad I didn't buy it now. What is it? Uh, fan fiction, a mem noir inspired by true events by Brent Spiner. Yeah, that oh, just came it. out. Yeah. A what war? Mem? Mem, mem noir. Mem noir. Uh. Yeah. Yeah, I'm almost all the way through because I bought myself a copy as well, which I've been reading. It is very cute. Uh, Brent does a great job. Oh, good job, Mr. Spiner. Yeah, I've heard. I'm really glad I didn't buy this now. I almost did, like, <laughs> more than once. Let's see what I got in here. Jake, I've got. Ooh, another nondescript box. Isn't that suspicious? I wonder if it's micro machines. Well, it came it from Andrew Nixon in Rock Island, Illinois. It did. It's a repurposed box. I figured. <laughs> Actually, that might have been the original box with the past shifted. Enjoy the crinkles, everyone. Yeah, really, just a little piece of tape. You're torturing I, oh, only I do also have micro machines. Oh! They are ah the original Enterprise. The uh, oh they're all TOS TOS Klingon battle cruiser as they call it. It's a D7 and a Romulan bird of prey. Wow, these are great. Thank you. Like I, said, I used to have these, so it's kind of nice to have them again. Let me see. Thank you. Very nice to tail on all of them. Ooh, they are. Galoob. Well, apparently, according to the bottom of my box, which is more updated than the bottom of your box, there's also Star Trek the Movies Collection. Yeah, I couldn't The Next Generation it. Collection, and... Oh, the Next Generation Collection, again. <laughs> two, two Next Gen... But with different shit. With different shit, yeah. 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 Ooh, a Ferengi Marauder. Micro Machines actually don't exist anymore. I, was, I happened really? to look them up the other day. Yeah, I know, they, 
The brand was bought by, I want to say, Hasbro, and they eventually discontinued it. Oh, did you want to? I guess you didn't get to look at these ahead of time. I didn't. I had no idea. I had no idea Jake got you any. Amazing. Whip it out. Let's see it. And my action figure... Is Tosk. Yay! Tosk. We Absolutely. love Tosk. I was so impressed that they made a Tosk. Yeah. That's a great choice. I mean, it's, they made everything. I had an Admiral McCoy as a kid. Nice. Ooh. Was, Very he, old. was he wearing the deep oh, yeah. cut? The little sparkly silver jacket he wore? Yeah. Really? That's amazing. This is great, though. Thank you. That is great. Thank you, guys. Oh, my God. I'm, I can't wait to read this fucking book. If you don't hear me talking any at all during this episode, it's just because I'm reading already. <laughs> That's the thing. I can actually read again. I was Yeah, since you said you read before bed now, because I, you're I, not struggling because to read has, all the time. He has time before bed. Well, yeah, the thing. I can lie down and not just immediately fall asleep because I'm constantly exhausted. If you find you're not getting enough rest at night, do look into a sleep study and potentially a CPAP. Okay, I'm going to open mine. Do it. Sweet bag. Some paper. Too. Yes, Jake has a bag. Oh my god. I'm going to put these on right now. Oh do god, it, do it. So. They are... Oh no. Poop emoji <laughs> slippers. Wow. They are slippers. In the shape of the poop emoji. And they're like, they're like shifty the weird, looking and drooling, drooling for some ones. reason. I don't know. Anyway, I, <laughs> I ordered them ages ago. It took them so long to really? get here. And yeah. like at one point I checked and it was like, oh, they've been delivered in Dorchester. And I was like, um, what? they fucking better not. That's not where they belong. That's not where, that's not where I live. <laughs> what happened? Did they, they, but they did show up? They did. They did. So they were not. Oh my God, I hope they're going to fit you. I got the bigger size. Let's see. Oh, shit. Oh, no. They might not fit me. <gasps> no! They have to! Oh, no. Oh, no. I don't think they will. <gasps> no, Cinderella. No! Oh, fuck. They oh. do not fit. Oh, That's the that bigger size? Because I was going to say, like, Jake well, does have me, wait, large let me, feet. Let me double check and see if there's another larger size. Because if there is, I'll get them for you. Oh, no! Damn it. All right, hold on. Let me look. Dude, I'm so sad. As soon as you pulled them out, I was like, wow, they're smaller than I realized. Curse these giant feet of mine. We'll, 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 don't worry. We'll figure this out. We can bring them to a cobbler. (laughs) They look so tiny. And ask him, just be like, okay, you know how for limousines, they take a normal car. I feel like they barely fit me. I don't, now I'm like wondering if they sent me the wrong ones. Does it say on them what size they are? But yeah, with limos, they, you know, just take a car, cut it in half, lengthen it. So we just do that with these. We just go to a cobbler, be like, we need these bigger. The cobbler will go, you know, on the one hand, this is ridiculous. On the other hand, I'm a cobbler in the 21st century, so I get very little business. So fucking fine. I will debase myself. Do people that wear fancy shoes still get... Cobbled? Yeah, but I, I I have to imagine that number is like becoming fewer and further. Yeah, because most people, I feel like if you if your shoes need something, you just buy new shoes. Yeah, That's especially if you're rich. So that is the larger size, which makes me really mad. Oh. But I will find you. I will find you a replacement. So do not do not despair. I and until then, this. I mean, you can just have these like in display on a shelf somewhere. Well, or you could have Ames yeah, wear them because then you can look feet. at them more readily. Yeah, they seem like they would be very very warm, very and my warm, feet are always very, very cold. Very Fluffy. Well, you want to try them on to see if they fit your feet? All right, we should start talking about Star Trek. Yes.
Okay, Star Trek. Okay, so as previously mentioned, we are watching Tattoo and Cold Fire. It does sound like a Bond movie, doesn't it? Uh, yeah. It also reason. reminds me of the Crossfire theme. Oh, yeah. <laughs> cold Fire. Don't get, get caught, caught in, in the, the cold, cold Fire. fire. I feel like I was talking to friends once, all admitting that like when they were younger, they had crushes on the bad boy. No, it was from just the it was just Liz, and it was on this podcast. Was it okay? I, I think so, it or at was. least we've talked about it on this mm. podcast before. I never had that game, or I knew anybody that had it, but it looked so cool from the ad. I, I did. I bet it was pretty lame. A cousin of mine had it. it yeah, it was pretty fucking lame. So tattoo, tattoo, tattoo. Okay, so Mr. Rourke. Wait, no. Yes, Mr. Rourke. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, tattoo. What's going on in tattoo? Well. Ugh. Let's see what the fuck happened. How did this? How did this start? They were looking for some kind of. Oh resource. yeah, they needed some some bullshit, some phlebotanum. They think it was on some planet. They got they detected it on some rando planet. So they're like, all right, let's let's beam down and check it out. But they go to beam down, and 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 Bilana's like, I can't beam. Every time I try to beam, a big electrical storm happens right where I want to beam you, and every it keeps happening. You're jumping ahead, but that's okay. Am I? They were already on a planet. Oh, that's right. That's right. I forgot. Yeah, yeah. All right. They started on a planet, on yeah. some other planet. Yes. And they found some uh, drawing, like, in the ground. And Chakotay looks at it and has a flashback to when he was a, a teenager. And he was on a South American expedition with his old pop. And he saw a very similar, in fact, the exact same symbol on this... Uh, on Coincidence? This, on this expedition. So he goes back up to the ship and he's like, hey, Miss Janeway, this is weird. I got, this is from a thing that I saw on Earth when I was a kid. And here's what I saw on this planet. What? So I, so why don't we, there's a warp signature. Why don't we follow it and see, you know, maybe we can find out who drew this symbol. And maybe they have the special unobtainium we need. So they do. They follow the warp trail. They find this other planet. Which is where we have the the beam down incident with Bilana and the electrical storm. So they decide to take a shuttle instead. It's a little bit of a rough ride, but they get there. And it's a jungle planet. In fact, it looks just like a South American jungle. Complete with flying hawks. And flowers. And flowers. Tuvok recognizes, because of course he fucking Apparently, does. Yeah, because orchids apparently exist on Earth, Talaxia, Vulcan, and this random planet. So, interesting. And apparently they're a tasty treat. And they're a tasty treat. So they find this stuff, and they're wandering around there, but they can't find anybody. There's no people on this planet, but they're like, there's got to be fucking people here, right? We, like, we, we detected signs of bullshit. And then a storm happens, and it gets real crazy, and then Neelix gets bit by a hawk. Huh. Oh, yeah, I forgot about the hawk. Um, and they, they almost pecked his eye out, but he's hurt, so they beam beam him up to the ship in an emergency beam out, and then... There's this big storm, and and then, uh, I can't remember who else was on this. Was it Bolana and Tuvok? Who else was here? Uh, yeah, Baloney, Tuvok. Baloney. Yeah, so anyway, so they beam up, but Chakotay got, had a tree fall on him in this big storm, and he dropped his communicator pin, so they couldn't beam him up, so he's trapped on the surface. So he has f- more visions, more, or more, not visions, they're memories. He has more recollections of this trip to the... To Amazon or, or wherever it was, and and it turns out what was actually happening on this trip was he, he was his dad was looking for his, uh, the his ancestral tribe, I guess, like yeah. the, the, the his tribe, the people that predated them, the and rubber tree people, the rubber tree people, and they find them, 
and they're hostile at first, but then he he knows their language. Uh, Chakotay's dad knows their language, so they're like, "Oh, you must be friend." And then they tattoo, you know, the Chakotay tattoo on Chakotay's dad. And Chakotay's a little bitch the whole time, you know, young Chakotay. Oh my god, the only thing worse than adult Chakotay <laughs> is child Chakotay. So kind of the same exact fucking thing happens on this alien planet in the Delta Quadrant, where Chakotay he wants to talk to these people, but they show up and they're they're kind of they're kind of hostile at first, and then uh, fucking a Chakotay. Then they notice that Chakotay's got the tattoo, and they're like, "You got the same tattoo we got." Oh, they they do they do a hand buzzer handshake. <laughs> um, <laughs> To make because that's Smell how life flower. that's how their universal translator works. <laughs> yeah. So the, after they shake hands, they can talk to each other, and the, and the guy's like, "Oh my god, you're you're a human. You must be from Earth." Yeah, we used to go to Earth, and uh, yeah, it was pretty cool. Uh, you know, we we talked to some folks there. We we taught them how to do our sh- tattoo styles, and we fucked them because the, their de- their descendants still have head ridges, and. Uh, did they? Did the, did the descendants have head ridges? I feel like they the, the did. ones the ones that they met. Yeah, yeah. So I they, thought they were Cardassians or something at first. I was like very confused. Yeah. So apparently there's an amp, there's a tribe in the South American jungles that has head ridges because they 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 bone some aliens from the Delta Quadrant. Forty five hundred years ago now. Well, see, they they had a lot less ridge. It was it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's an isolated Many tribe. Years I mean, ago. There's there's, oh, there's uncontacted fair, tribes fair. in, in it, the it's, Amazon. It's, we'll get I mean, into this. We'll get into. There's this. a lot stupid about this episode. Uh, but so. long story short, Chakotay makes friends with them, and you know they're like, "Oh, well, why do you have the tattoo?" He's like, "Oh, you know, my dad had it. I liked that, but I didn't like my dad, so I got this tattoo to piss him off." Damn it! Um, <laughs> it's somehow dumber than that. Yeah, I, I got it to honor the father that I hate. And then uh, the, the then they're like, oh well, shit, we need to go to the planet. We can beam people up, but we can't beam people down. So we'll have to take the ship down to the planet. They try bringing the ship, and then there's an electrical storm, and it's fucking up the ship, and they can't land. But then the electrical storm clears because Chakotay made friends with the people, and then they leave. Did they give them the unobtainium? They gave them some. They gave them some, yeah. The yeah. So <sighs> that's sort of a somewhat of a summary i guess what's idiotic about that i mean a lot but what i think is particular well, okay a lot the the thing that stood out to me by the end no oh. this doesn't narrow it down okay here's one thing in particular that was dumb you figure this episode the whole thing is building to like why chakote has his tattoo so you think there's gonna be a moment we see where chakote comes around or him and his father have a moment or something but no we just see whiny bitch teenage Chakotay the whole time. And then he tells the story of my dad died fighting the Cardis, so I got this to honor him. What was the point of this episode? Uh, well, I think it was really helpful that we learned that apparently, this is the part that I thought you were going to mention. Oh god, no, I was going to say This is what I thought you were going to mention. The worst thing about this episode is that the indication is that indigenous peoples had no language and no culture and no anything until these fucking aliens showed up and were like, let's teach you how to culture and shit. Yeah. Like, I'm and sorry. And the guy that did it, that tells the story, is the palest motherfucker, you pointed this out, yeah. the palest person we've seen in the whole fucking episode is this frosted guy who's like, yeah, we gave them culture and shit. And I was like, what? White savior. Literally. Well, there was, and, well, and there was, Why? and he was literally teaching it to a frosted, like, like somebody like in full, That's a, you, uh, like Inuit sort yeah, of attire. Yeah, you don't get to the 
nomad hunter stage before you've developed a language. Well, Which, I feel like they just supplanted maybe what they No, no, he said they had no oh, spoken language. That's no language that. and no culture. And no culture, even though nomad hunter is a culture. Yeah. Oh, nomad. I, I keep hearing no, zero mad hunters. Oh, yeah, no, nomad. But, yeah, it, it reminded me of in college we took this uh, Greek history course, and it started with Greek prehistory, and... Um, you know, the professor was was debunking this this sort of paper that was trying to paint the prehistoric Greeks as this like idyllic sort of overly idyllic culture. You know, oh, there's uh, no property, just you know. But then described all it these. It was it was imagined by John Lennon. Yeah, but... and it was just. But then, like after saying there's no property, it described all these things the like dolls things. and this and that. It's like sounds like property to me. What'd you need a mug? A mug that says Ogs mug? Like. There was a culture. You just didn't recognize it as one because you're some kind of crazy dickhead alien. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's... Yeah. But no spoken language. Yeah. And clearly no prime directive with these people. Yeah. No. 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 Um, I got... From, from this episode, by the end, I got a lot of the chase vibes. Mm. Because literally, you get to the end and it's this dude... I don't even think we learned his name or what not. these people are. But this dude comes in and just tells you the story of what happened with yeah. the people. It's a lot of telling. Because up until then... I was trying very hard to like think open-mindedly about this episode because there are some kind of interesting themes about heritage. Yeah, they were trying. They were trying, and I, like I understand trying to want to fill in more of the Chakotay character, even though it's sometimes in ways that negate the other things about the Chakotay character we've already established. Yep. God damn it. <laughs> but I read a great quote by Robert Beltran about this episode and about how he liked the way that it spoke to him not really having a connection with his heritage, but feeling like, you know, he kind of wants to now. In the same way that Robert Beltran, the person, says, yeah, like, I'm Hispanic. And I keep thinking, oh, yeah, I know Spanish. And then every time I try to try to speak Spanish with somebody, I realize I cannot I fucking not. speak Spanish. He just hasn't done a hand buzzer handshake with, yep. a, with a Spanish-speaking person. Th that's, like... That's the thing, like, that idea, especially because the big surprise to me, and again, the fact that all this was told to us instead of the episode is like, you know, everything we've seen of Chakotay up to this point, he seems really into his heritage. Yeah, like, he's embraced the the different cultural things you do, the yeah. holidays you do, the on my dad's death day I do a the thing. spirit wheel or but something. But apparently that all came about because of his father's death, which... Was recent. Age. Very recent, if we, you know, look at the timeline here. And it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. So this is like a very new conversion? Like, hold the fucking phone. This changes so much about, you know, like... Does it change everything? Yes. Like the breeze. Show me <laughs> that. Not this utterly ridiculous aliens influenced the native... I like... Ugh. I really almost wanted it to be... The serious version of that old Futurama joke, where there's an episode where they go to, like, ancient Egypt planet, but it turns out the aliens went to Earth, really liked Egyptian yeah. shit, and brought it back. Not that... It sounds like Stargate. Not that they brought stuff to well, they Egypt. Also, they also... There's a good, there's a good very oh, blink-and-you-miss-it joke in that, where they go, oh, they... The Egyptians taught us many things, and they list a bunch of things, and then like space travel. And oh yeah, that's right. That's right. I we're forgot doing, about we're that. We're doing a Futurama rewatch right now, so it's very fresh. Yeah, like that's a good episode. I was almost hoping it was that. Like we went to Earth, we you know we thought your Native American people were cool, so we brought back some hawks and orchids. 
Oh, by the way, I did look up edible orchids because, like, are they edible? Some are, yeah. although they can irritate the stomach. Turns out vanilla is a type of orchid. Oh, that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. I looked up because there's a really funny anecdote about the hawk scene. Oh. Because they needed basically to, you know, do some shooting on location with a hawk. Even Phyllis almost lost his eye. However, when they were filming the hawk scene, the hawk, while doing his acting, spotted some crows. Oh, no! And went to go play with the crows. Oh, okay. Uh, and vanished for hours, and they had to go find him. <laughs> Whoops. I thought I guess he attacked the crow. I know, like, he was like, oh, bird Well, friends. I mean, plays with the crows. Is that, I mean... I've seen hawks and crows, like, chase each other around. I mean, they're both... They're, they're, like, crows are, are smart birds, and yeah. hawks are smart birds. So, you know, they probably have something yeah, in common. Yeah, it's like... Hey, something to talk about. Yeah. You do it. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Yeah, even if it's them being assholes, it's that I, I don't think it's necessarily like they're they're attacking. I've because I've seen them in like my old backyard, like just mm. a hawk and like two crows, and the two crows would like chase the hawk around. Hawk's <laughs> like, oh yeah, I'm working on this show over there. The crows like, oh wow, holy shit! Yeah. Can I can give me a job <laughs> as an extra? Yeah. Uh, What's the pay rate? But yeah, like, it's <laughs> like I I mm, it's so it's such a weird episode. It's like it. <sighs> It had it just focused more on Chakotay yeah. and his growth. Instead, again, it's like all we see is whiny, shitty baby Chakotay. Which is fine. But then the actor was bad. Oh, he was but, awesome. like, I understood the arc. I did, but like again, the, the the sort of the payoff of the arc wasn't shown to us. Right. That's what's dumb to me. Mm. Is like I'm waiting for the payoff, and then it's like Beltran explains the payoff, and it's like, you're Fucking yeah, if really. they were if they were already doing flashback scenes, why not do a flashback scene to Dadams getting getting killed? Something and Chakotay having a sad. Yeah, like mm. it's. Ugh. I'd watch that. Dadams and Sadams. Also, uh, interestingly, not maybe, but nerdily, um, I thought Dad was familiar, so I looked him up. I thought Alien Chief was familiar, so I looked him up. And I realized he, I thought he was familiar because I thought he kind of looked like Stanley Tucci, and it wasn't Stanley Tucci. But both of them <laughs> had been on TNG as Vulcans previously. Oh, fine. okay, I, that's what I thought. So I, when I first saw that guy, I'm like, "Where do I fucking know this guy?" And I realized I, I was like, "Oh, it's the voice." I think he is the Vulcan uh, admiral that was on the tribunal that tried Wesley and the rest of uh, Nova that Squadron. Is exactly Damn. who the alien was. That yes. Memory, wow. But, but here's, the, here's the other more distracting thing about that guy, though. I was like, no, I can't. That can't be the only thing I recognize it from. And like, the more I'm listening to his voice, I'm like, that's Elaine's boss from the first few seasons of of Seinfeld. Was it? It was Littman. the English guy. No, uh, no, 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 no. Not was, the explorer. Right, guy. he was. No, no, that's no, not no, that's yeah, that's, no, not not Mr. Pitt. Right, not Mr. Pitt. Okay, Littman. okay, okay. I don't remember Littman. Littman. Wow, good year. And uh, Chakotay's dad was the Vulcan admiral from Conspiracy. Oh, sweet. Hmm. Yeah, I kind of liked Chakotay's dad. I kind of liked the... the, They didn't go, like, stereotype with him. They went, like, anthropologist with him. And I thought he was pretty cool. The one thing that was weird, though, is he's talking about, like, the importance of tradition and this and that and all. But then he's like, yeah, but you live on a colony world countless hundreds of light years away. Then they whip out all their, like, like, phasers and rifles and things. Mm. Well, you know, I mean, there's there's probably still jaguars out there and they'll fucking eat your face. (laughs) This should have been like the uh, the opening scene of Raiders, where you know they go and they steal some ancient artifact and they get chased oh, by a boulder. No. <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, I know that there's also a, I think a, a magazine or something, a Star Trek Monthly, mm. that identifies the planet that they lived on as Darren F- uh, 4, Darren 5, which is the planet from Journey's Edge. Okay. Which I don't think gets, like, full-on established in the show, but you can kind of assume, yeah. like, yeah, that's the, that's the same planet. But either way, though, it has firmly, because we'd been a little confused earlier, I think, about whether he was from how involved they were in that whole thing and now we at least know his father it sounds like was killed by the Cardassians and mm-hmm. such and that certainly does partially I would say explain why he decided yeah fuck it Mucky. yeah I want to see that part of Chakotay more yeah again that would have been yeah, it seems much a more, more interesting episode yeah and less problematic as hell with aliens teaching yeah I mean one thing I did read and I only read about this in one of my Star Trek books so I cannot claim to have any knowledge of this so blame this book I'm reading that basically has said like there are um, some native beliefs that sky people came and bred with their women oh yeah that actually is even a point in um, <laughs> the absolutely execrable the Puma man <laughs> which is an amazing episode of Mystery Science Theater 3000. It is. That's a good one. But that's part of it. It's aliens came to Earth, interbred with humans, and that's why their descendants become our, the Puma our Puma Man. Man. So, oh, it's a great episode. So, so now we've—it's kind of been established that that Chakotay isn't like one particular tribe, or like his his traditions don't originate with one particular tribe. It's sort of an amalgamation. Right, but everything up to this point did seem to imply Southwest United States. But you were but, also seeing in the medicine wheel kind of some South American culture. Well, that's, it had it had Mesoamerican style art, but the problem is medicine wheels aren't from Mesoamerican oh, well. culture. The other thing, though, it could be... You know that it's Darren Five. It's many. It's many, many centuries. Yeah. After this, this, this happened. So it's possible. You know, people went South America. The rubber, the rubber tribe went to South America, and then some of them migrated out to the Southwest. And it's yeah. I don't know enough about migration patterns of early. But the point is, Chakotay is in at least in some part now. Yes. Part alien. Yes, I was thinking like in, oh shit, there is an there is some non-human DNA floating around in him, even if it's diluted as fuck. Yeah, oh, that's interesting. Uh, assuming assuming his dad was right in that the the rubber people were their ancestral yeah people. Yeah. Small small note, uh, nude Chakotay was a dump was a body. Like, yeah, I like, saw that. He just yeah. randomly disrobes. Yeah, the thing I, is, too, I it's... was like, why would you greet people with your <laughs> dick out? Do not fear like, me. Like he wanted to windmill them a little bit. Like here I am. I come in peace. Caitlin said, "I'm not a I'm not a threat to you." And then you hear like something go. You can say that again. <laughs> yeah, when I was looking up the other the other cast, I noticed that apparently his body double was actually also one of the like guides that was with them in Teen Chakotay scenes. Oh, funny! Mm. And it's really weird because like even if I didn't already know that, it would have been pretty obvious it wasn't him from behind. Because first of all, the guy's hair was way darker and a completely different texture. Whoops. Like, Beltran's is kind of salt and pepper and sort of short and spiky. Mm-hmm. This guy's was jet black and very, like, smooth. It's like, that's... you could, Really? <laughs> what is it like to be a normal human that notices shit like that? Because I don't know I if that's so normal. <laughs> looking at that ass? <laughs> oh, the ass was hidden. Well, it's, Mostly. It's just you can use your imagination. Yeah, I thought I saw some cake. No cake? <laughs> I think you could maybe see, like, a tiny bit of the top of the cake cleavage. 
cake. But cake cleavage. Wow, I've never heard it called cake. I think I that's got sort it. Of new I think cut, I got it from RuPaul. Well, I should say I don't know if it's new, but it's now at the point where like old white people have heard of it. So I'm not old. Fuck. You're old as shit. Oh, you know what we haven't talked about at all is the B plot. What was the B plot again? The oh, doctor. Was this the one? Oh, doctor. Oh, right. yeah. oh yeah. Doc yeah. gave himself Old a cold. Old He uh, he's he has no bedside manner. Yeah, so. he's a shitty doctor. <laughs> he's so. a good doctor. He's a good he's doctor. Shitty he's, bedside manner. Yeah, shitty bedside manner. So. I actually, it's too bad because I liked that part of the episode. I thought. Uh, it, it was it a was, little much. I liked it. It was, it was fine. fine. I thought it was a good joke, and I thought the the Kess reveal at the end was very good. I thought it was, I thought it was good, but I felt bad that like. Kess let the subterfuge last long enough that Harry Kim had to come down before she told oh, the truth. Oh, Harry wasn't doing anything. God, was it this episode that I got a it good one off? It was. What did, what did they say? They were like, Harry Kim believe, or, you know, Ensign Kim believes that, that blah, we blah, can blah, do something. something. Yeah. And I literally, without pause, went, Harry Kim believes in Santa Claus. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, she said it with this, this intense vitriol <laughs> that was just positively hysterical. I, I don't, I was, I'll, I'll be honest, I was a little bit stoned, but I was like, it's like, but, but yeah, no, it was, um, that thing is like, the minute he was like, oh, it's lasting too long. I was like, Kes fucked with the program. And sure enough. Chris did get it. Yeah. Yeah. And she let the cat out of the bag pretty quickly. Yeah, I she expected did. it to go on for at least several more hours. As did I. You get 45 more minutes, bitch. I mean, she's got a point though. If you know when it's going to end. Yeah. Well, and also probably like, it was good that everybody laughed it off because... She fucking tampered with the doctor's program. That's like, that's not great. That's not a good thing. And the fact that you can. Yeah, it's a little. Like, how is Kess, who's not even in Starfleet, mm. is basically just a passenger, you know, she's has psychic. the authorization and the and the skills to I, I mean, mess with the doctor's program? Let's, let's be honest. Starfleet ships having basically no security is a tradition that stretches back to TOS. That's, this That's is, true. This, this is a good point. Like, their security is terrible. They don't even lock the doors half the time. Yeah, I saw that Picardo himself was the one that suggested the flu plot oh, because oh. he thought it would be fun to act out like that. Mm. It was It was fun to watch him, certainly. Yeah. He, he, was, he, did, he did great with it. Yeah. It did yeah. feel a little out of place in this episode. That's the thing. I feel like, I don't know what the right episode would have been, mm. but in this one it was like, mm. this is weird. The yeah. balance wasn't quite right. I always like a B-plot that kind of speaks to an A-plot in a way. And this yeah. one was ju- just stapled on. Like, even if they don't dovetail, if at least they feel somehow thematically related. But this, again, you could lift it out and put it into any other episode, and it really wouldn't affect a damn thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, they thematically tie together. It's about, like, what makes a person. Because you've got heritage and you've got experience. Okay. Fuck! That's good. Nah. Cool. What, what, anything else? What else about this episode, or should we? Uh... Um. Yeah, I don't need to talk about how people controlling the weather is annoying. Oh yeah. Oh, it took them so too. long so to annoying. figure out. Like, oh, every time I try to be, it's like, hmm, it's almost like they're controlling the weather. <laughs> oh yeah, the, yeah. That's I guess something we missed too is that they weren't. The reason they couldn't find them is because they were cloaked. Yeah. They yeah. have like personal cloaking. Jim Hadar style. Or it was like planet wide, like they were just cloaking life signs somehow yeah, maybe. or something. Although, um, oh god, shit, I had a last thought and then it just fizzled. What was it related to? R.I.P. your last thought. Boo. Santa Claus. <laughs> <laughs> but she, she said, or she had said, uh, how are you gonna fucking greet people to your wang out? And I was like, no, no, Kim's on the bridge. Oh. 
Because his name is Garrett Wang. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, because I actually, like, when he said that shit, there was, like, a record scratch, and I'm like, are you being fucking hideously racist right now? And he's like, no, that's his name. I was like, oh, thank God. Oh, that's, that was my other thing, was, uh, my, my, I had joked when, uh, Neelix got attacked by the hawk, and then after he beams up, you see Tuvok, and he's like, I cannot lie, sir. I threw seed on his face because I was sick of looking for orchids with him. <laughs> also, he declared himself botanist number one, which, frankly, is bullshit. <laughs> it's a pretty good Tuvok impression. Yeah, fucking Tuvok. I really like Tuvok. Let's talk about Tuvok in Cold Fire, because Tuvok in Cold Fire, I wanted to bitch slap 15 what times. It's a big bloated face. If Tuvok would explode. some sort of botanical wizard, why didn't he ever help Kess with her garden? Because he's an asshole. Tell us about Cold Fire. (laughs) All right. Cold Fire. In Cold Fire, let's see. So you shoot marbles or something? I don't really understand. So they're they're flying around in in outer space, and the the geode that was left of the caretaker starts vibrating. (laughs) (laughs) Geode. I've just been saying space turd. Yeah. um, Also good. So yeah, it starts it starts making a noise. Starts. Booping and bopping, and they're like, "Oh, that's weird." Oh, and then some. For some reason, they decide that it's related to. Uh, oh, it must have. It must be near another similar composition life form or something. Because that's how remains work. I mean, yeah. they don't tell you this, but few uh, cemeteries are always vibrating because people are nearby. So, th- so they fly around and start looking for it, and they get to they get to a place, and, and it's it's oh, it's really going nuts. And then, I can't remember how they came upon it, but they find another caretaker array. Whoop-de-doo. Um, and they're like, huh, I'm not detecting any caretaker life forms, but I am detecting a shitload of Ocampas. What? So they, they call up the Ocampa on the array, and the guy and, it, and it's the guy picks up. It's, uh, it's Ambassador Soval. <laughs> yes, it is. And he picks up. Ooh. From Enterprise, uh, oh, the, the actor. Good. Um, we don't have it. Tannis. Tannis is his name. Isn't that like the name of somebody in the Shannara books? Probably. No, Never read no, them. it's uh, Dragonlance. Sorry. Never read them. He's a half elf. Sorry. Go on. All right. So they talk to this guy Tannis, and he's and he seems like a real tool. He's like, get the fuck away from us, okay? We don't want your shit. We don't want your help. We're not going to show you where our caretaker friend is so fuck off and then Janeway's like hmm I got an idea Kess come to the bridge so Kess comes up and, and they're like eh, eh, eh? <laughs> and he's like alright fine I'll come over I see you have an Ocampa so, so he makes friends with Kess and he's like listen just so you know we live a lot longer than nine years BT dubs also we have fucking superpowers and she's like, oh, can you teach me? Because, you know, I've been studying superpowers with Tuvok, but he kind of sucks. Yeah. And he won't let me do the fun stuff. But you sound like you're going to let me do the fun stuff. I giggled once and he beat me. So he's like, yeah, let's make your garden grow. And so she makes her garden grow. And with her mind. Well, he made her garden grow. Yeah, he did. That's true. And then, But then he's like, okay, well, let me teach you how to slide a cup across the table without touching it. And then, then, then let me teach you how to boil water without touching it. I can't boil water by touching it. So even if she had to touch it to do it, it'd be pretty that's, impressive. That's true. So she does. So she learns how to boil the water. And then she's so proud of herself. She's like, Tuvok. Let me show you how I boiled this water. And, and, and he's like, all right, cool, show me. And so she boils the water, and then she boils Tuvok. <laughs> she boils his blood. 
Slinky's eyes didn't pop. And he almost dies. He looks fucking terrible. Yeah. That scene was really horrifying. Again, a little bit stoned, and I was like, oh, what is happening? I thought it was going to be like a dream sequence. Seriously. I thought that too. I was like, did that really just happen? He recovered really quick. And and he was like perfectly fine the next scene. And the doctor's like, you know, you really should take it easy for a few days. And he's like, nah, I'm good. Um, Typical. But also, like, she's like, sorry, I almost killed you. And he's like, no big deal. Yeah, no biggie. It happens. It's all good. But yeah, so it turns out, uh, so Tannis is like, uh, all right, fine, you know, I'll I'll show, I'll tell you where the caretaker is, but, um, yeah, I don't know if she's going to help you or not, but check, let's see what happens. Turns out he's evil and has an E, he's been working with the caretaker. So basically, the caretaker, this second caretaker, who is the caretaker that, um, was the mate of the real caretaker. Suspiria. Suspiria is very suspicious. Suspicious. Sus. Uh, <laughs> Suspiria is sus because she's working with Tana. She's got an evil arch sounding voice. Um, oh, you didn't recognize the voice. We'll get into this. And, yeah, neither um, did I draw it up. And um, she, um, so she's like, I just bring me the ship and your little dog too. Um, yeah, that is that's what she said. Uh, so Tannis is really bringing the Voyager to Suspiria so that she can kill everybody on it because she's so pissed that that they that the Voyager was responsible for killing the the caretaker in her view. Um, so they get there and oh, by the way, Kess is starting to do evil shit like she kills her entire garden with fire and like has an orgasm about it. And she's yeah, she really loves it. Yikes. But yeah, so they get to old Spiria. Uh, Tannis, Tannis has a fight with Neelix because Neelix is like, dude, you're doing some sketchy shit. And then they have a fight and he throws Neelix across the room. And then Suspiria is like, you killed my mate. And Janeway's like, listen, it was an accident. I didn't mean to. And she's like, no, fuck you. I'm going to kill you. And then... They zap her. They zap her. How did they zap her? Two box um, like yeah, they, caretaker yeah. gun. Yeah. They had done some testing on dead caretaker and been like, oh, we could use this as a weapon against them. Based on this. It's bad news. Not only did we kill your mate, we then defiled his corpse for research. Yeah. They, well, they didn't. He died of old age. Listen. They did blow up his array. Yeah. Listen. Just um, saying. Because so, so they shoot Suspiria and then put her in a force field. Because she appears as in the form of a little girl with a banjo. Oh, which I fucking hate. That little um, girl is creepy as shit. Yeah, because at first she has a little girl voice, but then she has the evil Suspiria voice. Because yeah. the audience would be confused. Didn't like it. But still we, but still as a little girl, which yeah. I was distracted but by. Like, put, why so not they, just change shape? They put her in a force field and Jamie's like, look it, we didn't kill your mate. We did blow up the array, but it was for a good cause. So fuck you, and fuck off. And Suspiria's like, okay, I guess I understand. So she leaves, and then Tannis is like, no, don't leave, take me with you. And then he vanishes too. And then the, the Voyager's like, okay, I guess that's it. I guess she's not going to send us back home, so onward, looking for onward and upward. Maybe we'll run into her again someday. Oh. I don't think we do. If we do, I just hope she's not in little girl mode. It was so annoying. Yeah, but the little girl was better than little Chakotay. True. Before I looked her up, I was like, sounds like B. Arthur. <laughs> you did say that. I remember you saying that. So tell us, Chris, who was Suspiria? Majel Barry. 
No shit, really? Was it really? Yeah. yeah. Well, Which makes me really want them to have, you know, by the time she started using the voice, to just turn into Major, Major Barrett. Barrett. That would have been awesome. That would have been too confusing, because I would be like, wait, that's not Suspiria, that's number one. That's not number one, that's Nurse Chapel. That's, that's not Nurse, Nurse Chapel. Chapel, that's Loaxana Troy. <laughs> and she sounds like their computer. <laughs> oh. Alright, so, I liked Kess in this one. This was yeah. a good Kess episode. It was. Yeah, it was good yeah, Kess. I, I love how conflicted she was about things. Yeah, rightly I, so. Yeah, it was a good kind of dilemma to put her in, because we've been saying, like, wow, they, they occasionally bring up that Kess has these superpowers, but they only come up when it's convenient. And now it's kind of clear that, you know, she's working on them. She's not that good at them. And uh, she gets to boil Tuvok's head. <laughs> Again, though, just like, uh, trust us, the cities are beautiful. It was, trust us, the inside of our array is lovely. Yeah, but the thing is, the inside of the other array just looked like equipment when the holodeck wasn't running. Well, there's, you know, it probably been zhuzhed up. Maybe. Or maybe they just have the holodeck running all the time. Maybe Or, or that. Maybe there's just so many platters of corn on the cob that, oh. like, you'd never want to leave. Oh, corn everywhere. <laughs> corn to eat, corn to shove up your butt when you feel like it. Mm. Corn, corn, corn. Why would anyone want to do that? Yeah, it was good shape. Corn enema. It's ribbed. No, for your pleasure. This is upsetting. <laughs> oh, sure. You make weird sex toy jokes and it's hilarious. I do it and it's upsetting. Double standard. Corn is not a sex toy. It's a vegetable. <laughs> Neither You've are never seen either. nine and a half weeks. Say zucchinis. There's no, there's no eh? corn in nine and a half weeks. Why are we I've never seen about nine this? and a half weeks. I don't know. My fault. This episode, though, mind things and... As Jake said, I'm back. I was sitting there, I was like, I know that guy. And they looked at, yeah, he will see him more. We haven't seen him yet. Although I said, like, oh man, I can totally see why they wanted him to play a Vulcan. They're like, all right, remember that time you played a superior douchebag? <laughs> Do that, but don't smile. Yeah. It's the same thing. Yeah. 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 Uh, Gary Graham is the actor. It is. Wow. Yeah. He was also, I read, considered for the roles of Cisco back in the day, and Janeway, before they decided Janeway was be a lady. A I, day. I didn't know Janeway was not always considered a woman. We discussed this when we talked about Caretaker. I had somehow forgotten. <laughs> I also had forgotten. I did know that, like, I know with Cisco, they were like, they were pretty sure they wanted a non-white actor, but still tested a few honkies, yeah. probably just to keep the studio happy. One of them was Peter Capaldi. No, you can't have that many Brits. Come on. But he's a Scot. Oh, worse. <laughs> um, Technically, it, Scottish is British. It it's is not English. That's true. N- is Scotland considered? I thought part Britain of Great Britain. Great Britain's the island. Great Britain, yeah. But I think anyway, that's neither here nor there. Uh, but yes, no, Cass, Cass meeting her people, other branch of her people, ones that were allowed to grow and thrive yeah, and, and he live looked, to 20. He looked great for 14 years old. He, he did. did. I do kind of wonder, I, I, I like, not wonder, rather. I was rather impressed by the fact that they did write themselves a get out of her age limit free card. Huh. Because it's like, okay. You just eat all your vegetables. If she's, yeah, like if she's still here in season seven, which, spoiler, she won't be, they can just what? be like, Kess, wow, you look great for eight. And it's like, well, you know, it turns out with... Starfleet medicine, I'm gonna live who knows yeah. how long. And also, I've been doing more more brain shit, which allows this. Although, I do kind of wonder if the reason they live longer is because they, like, suck life out of plants. Oh, uh, yeah, it could be. That would be. Oh, weird. Yeah. 
Like, are they weird Okampa vampires? Do they just get the essence out of people? Like Skeksis? I wish there was a better reason that Suspiria wanted the Voyager other than revenge. Yeah, like, like, when she said, I want that ship, I was like, what does she want to do with it? Does she want to harvest its technology for something? Eat the people? What yeah. does Suspiria need with a starship? Yeah, but no, she just is pissed. She just wanted to kill him. I do find it interesting, though, that, and in, in this will sort of have some payoff in future, the fact that uh, Word of Voyager is getting around, but like a game of telephone, it's it's sort of altering who they are. Yeah, well, this is like, I think this, it's either mentioned or we learn later that it's the Kazon being dicks. Oh, okay. Uh, which makes sense, because yeah, they're dicks. But, you know, just like, oh yeah, they just storm in, they steal resources, they go fight people, and it's like, you know, if you're not on that ship, it could look like that. Yeah, absolutely. They steam into town, and they're like, hey, we want some of your stuff. Give us that banjo. So, here's the thing, right? The Voyager is, like, the fastest starship, or one of the fastest starships. And... The fact that news of their feats is beating them places just shows that they're wasting too much fucking time doing shit. Well, well they, they keep needing to replenish fuel and supplies uh, and shit. Well, also... The Kazons I mean, don't have water. How are they getting here? <laughs> Tuvok is an asshole in this episode. And I wanted to, like, fucking strangle him out. I was like, yes, good, because boil his head. <laughs> the one thing that was kind of annoying was that she was still, like, she was heating stuff up by making tiny fires... Yeah, it's like, no, no, you just speed up the yeah, atoms. someone doesn't understand physics. Not at all. Yeah, whenever, every time, like, you know, two bucks is off, if you, if you stop giggling, maybe you'll be able to get this done faster and better. And then later on, when she's excited about something, um, I forget where, what the context was, but he's like, oh, all these emotions. It's like, Tuvok, you've been around people before. You're just being a judgmental prick. Also, like, there are plenty of telepathic species that don't suppress their emotions, and they're fine, so mm. go fuck yourself. Indeed. She'd be much better off with Luxana teaching her shit. Suspiria? Yeah. <laughs> or her. Oh, look, because she's a Betazoid. Yeah. I was gonna say, I, I thought you literally... No, no I actually, sorry. Yes, I meant Majel Barry, uh, she's was, in this episode. Yes, that's true. That actually got confusing. <laughs> Also, so apparently the uh, true form of the caretakers is hentai? Oh, yeah. She yeah, turned into a tentacle some monster. Some Lovecraftian monster. Yeah, I didn't like it. Didn't like I was it. okay with it. Speaking of not liking it, I know we had joked in the first episode, like, oh, God, Janeway's going to keep that corpse and use it as a paperweight. They did keep the corpse, though, and they just put it in a locker. Like, what the fuck? That seems wrong. Oh, and now you're using his corpse as a compass. And everyone's fine with this. We were like, Chakotay maybe could, could get pissed them. about it? I would have sworn that Chakotay would have been upset about it, but apparently yeah. he was into it. Yeah. No, and like, even she's like, ah, it's a compass. They even cut to Chakotay. He was like, big grin. Like, hey, great idea. It's like, dude, the one person who I feel like should be horrified by this. Come on, man. I don't know. That guy was an asshole that dragged them to the Delta Quadrant. Yeah. I feel like you do whatever you want to his corpse. Wow. Old Banjo Man. <laughs> yes, someone get this this turd a banjo. Picture you with a tiny turd-sized no. banjo they strung across the corpse. Like, play this, dickhead. And he does. Uh, that guy, though, fucking Tannis. Like, the, he just, like, turned on the sex offender real quick. Oh, no. Like, yeah. he was so immediately sleazy and creepy around well, her. that whole scene when they're talking about the plants and he's like, you know, touch the plant. You know, he's got tactile stuff. It's got, you know, temperature and feeling and whatever else. Now touch it with your mind. Now touch it. 
Now do more to it. Now cup it. Mmm. Jerk <laughs> I, it a little. I made that joke too. I was like, dude, now touch my dick. <laughs> I, I like that the way they decided to represent Kess's like psychic connection with everything was just a fuck with the tint. Tannis turned he into turned Donald like, Trump. Yeah, and yeah. I, I was like, he looks like a Oompa Loompa. Uh, it's actually what I said last night. Yep. And yeah, all the plants got shiny. The crew is going to starve after she said everything on fire. <laughs> I said that too. Said. I was like, dude. Well, actually, I, what I said was that they really fucked everything up by making everything grow at the same time because that took off the cycle. Yeah. You want everything to be ready at the same time. Yeah, so I expected of wasted food. way more stuff too out of an aeroponics bay. Well, it was like, know, what, budget. six racks of plants? I mean, they also pretty much mostly just use the replicators anyways. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They, they ignore their own rules pretty well, they, constantly. They also just all really hate Neelix's cooking. Yeah. Actually, what I feel like is the command crew doesn't like it. Because you always see people in the background. They seem pretty fucking happy with their lunch. I don't understand why they let the worst cook in the ship be the cook. Is that supposed to be funny? Because mostly I just find it really upsetting. Well, and again, like, I don't know. It, it, It seems to be like, depending on the episode, his food is either... Fine. Or if they want to have a chuckle, terrible. Or it just, it's made of so hair. Here's, no, here's the thing. Neelix is actually the best cook on the ship because people in the future aren't cooks. That's true. Yeah. You saw what happened when Riker tried oh, to make an omelet. Yep. You know? First of all, he made scrambled eggs. He made scrambled eggs and he fucking ruined them. Yeah, yes. they were so nasty that only Worf would like well, enjoy them. Wasn't it possible that the eggs were just not good eggs for people to eat? Because yeah, they well, yeah, no, like but, chicken but, but also just the way he cooked it. Like he yeah. overcooked it so they're stuck to the pan. Yeah, and and again, he made horrible. scrambled eggs and called it an omelet. Well, at least he finally found his stride with pizza. True. Yeah. Yeah. I would say with Neelix that it's probably that he's more familiar with the ingredients he's using because yeah. they're native to his area. Yeah. Whilst if you gave like, you know, the hair pasta to someone in the Federation, they'd be like, throw it away. <laughs> I don't know. I just feel like it's it's probably safe to assume that most average people don't have any cooking skills in the era of replicators. Yeah, no. like That's, that's probably like a specialty skill that I'm you always, have if you own a restaurant. I'm always surprised that Garrick is a tailor when you can just replicate clothes. So, but we've discussed yeah. this. Yeah, that's what, you know, I guess uh, Cisco. <laughs> but you talking know, about Garrick is more interesting than talking about this episode. Cisco so, learned I like from Joe. this Joe. episode. Yeah. I actually did too. But no, you're right. I never thought of that. But yeah, they probably, not a lot of, not a lot of cooking. Probably not a lot of people who have good handwriting. Mm, true. Huh. Well, that's the problem with millennials, you know. Well, I heard they don't teach cursive in schools anymore well, so that kids can't read the Constitution. The Constitution's <laughs> online. You but that's what I mean, though. Like, I'm sure even, like, by that's the 24th... That's you to think. <laughs> by the 24th century, even, like, everyone's printing is just so bad because they almost never do it. Well, that makes me feel better because mine's really bad. Yeah, I chicken scratch. Nice moment with a couple nice moments with Neelix. You know, he's proud of her. Yeah. And it's like, I'll go anywhere with you. Yeah, I, like the... oh, I liked the I'll go anywhere with you. I thought that was really sweet. Yeah, but they they wouldn't, that wouldn't have worked out. Because... Oh, the, the, the rest of the Okampa would have killed them with their minds. Yeah. <laughs> so it turns out the Okampa are just fucking assholes, probably. Well, these ones. Well, I don't know. The other ones seem pretty asshole ish. I was going to say, they were assholes then, they're assholes now. Mm, true. Cass well, seems like the only Okampa that's not an asshole until uh, she is. I mean, I guess it's like until she decides she wants to boil your. Sh- we we've ass. never seen Okampa that were kind of on their own. In both cases, they had been their culture was fucked up by these fucking aliens. You mm-hmm. know, one was overly protective and coddling of them, and the other was turning them into weapons. So like, 
We don't know what their culture was before these morons ruined everything. Maybe they should uh, have they... asked the sky people. Mm. I was gonna say maybe they didn't have one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, last thing I wanted to bring up is uh, Kes gets to listen to Neelix's thoughts while he's getting a haircut. Oh, and it's yeah. like, thank God, he's only getting a haircut. <laughs> and he's not like on the can or something. So now we know they do have a barber. We asked that question a few weeks ago, I think. Mm. We still don't know who it is. It's also Neelix. <laughs> <laughs> Just talking to himself while he does it. It's like, son of a bitch. No, I took he's, too much on the... T- he's, always, he's always doing it wrong. <laughs> that actually would be kind of funny if he was also the ship's barber. Oh god, that's where he gets yeah, the hair for the pasta. Everybody would look. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> too much. Uh, Way too much. Yikes. Uh, anything else on, on cold fire? Because I know we, we also still have our activity cold to squeeze fire. in today. Um, yeah, no, decent little episode, especially on the heels of its predecessor. Yeah, I wish we got more, not like intent with the caretaker people because it sounds mm. like oh she just wants to kill them for no reason and it's, all right thanks Asperia. Well, we'll no never reason. see it's you again she thinks that they they killed her her her, her friend but again also she just based on the attitude her okampa have she's just kind of an asshole yeah mm-hmm. that's true yeah like she's... there's there's just a, a not niceness about her yeah, yeah interestingly I, I actually i you may have seen the same but when i, I was skimming the memory alpha page for this trying to find out if that was b arthur and it was not but i guess they had said the re they originally weren't even going to have a second caretaker Mm. they only wrote a mention of her into the pilot because the network was insisting so that i think we may have discussed this in caretaker too did yeah that you know they specifically said oh there's a second one who left to go do another thing, just in case they needed, like, a get-out-of-the-Delta-Quadrant-free card. Yeah, I didn't realize that was at, like, the... I guess the thing I'd forgotten or that we didn't mention was that it was at the studio's insistence. Ah. Not, like, a thing they wanted to do. But the studio was like, look at this fucking... Yeah, it's gonna get too sad. Yeah, if people get sick of this, you need to give us a way to get them home, and we can just change what the whole show's about. Yeah, because by now, people will be, you know, not remembering TNG anymore. We can just do, you know, ship of the day. Yeah. Although that would have been super awkward if they, like, got back. But meanwhile, in DS9, they're in the middle of the Dominion War. Oh, no! And Voyager's, like, completely ignoring that. It would have just... Nope, they fly back into the Delta Quadrant (laughs) to get away. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) You know what? We think we liked it better out there. (laughs) All right. I have no segue into our activity. And we're back. And this week for our activity, we're still talking uniforms. There's way more uniforms to discuss. I'm still trying to like keep it to a sane number of uniforms we're discussing. But this week is dress uniform day. So everybody get your get your lapels on, because we're gonna talk fancy stuff. My epaulets are ready. Fancy pants. Can every shirts. is everyone at an angle where you can see this or do we need to shift around? I'm good. It's alright. Well I can't, but that's fine. I've seen them before. That says the original series. Yeah, so in the original series, we've seen their dress uniforms a bunch. It's basically gold trim around the, the collars and down the, the zipper area. Glossier cloth. Triangles everywhere. Yeah, yeah. little merit just, badges all over. Just just scattered about. Not Like, Kirk actually went through the effort of making his look kind of neat when he was sewing on his triangles, but everybody else just kind of just like, whatever, they're iron-ons. Also, the uh, color correction did not turn this cloth from green to gold. Mm. Oh, yeah, here it's very clear that that cloth and his um, 
normal uniform cloth are not pure gold. They're yeah. that greenish color. Mm-hmm. I love the episode where we get to see Scotty in his dress uniform because he he gets to do his Scottish variant with kilt. Plus, your favorite thing, belt. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, there is a pretty sick belt. Yep. Yeah, I'm pretty used to these, so I don't I, know if I necessarily have thoughts on them. I've always liked them just because mm-hmm. they're like, they look like the uniform, but they're a little fancier. Yeah, you can tell that we're being fancy today. Yeah, which is basically all a dress uniform really is. Yeah. In the real world, I mean. Okay, but quickly, before we talk about this one, I think the, the, there's a lot of distinction of what is and isn't a dress uniform. No one seems to be able to be able to tell, because I think last week when we talked admirals, Kirk's uniform might have been admiral dress. Oh, interesting. I didn't know But that. we talked about it last week during Admiral Day, so yeah, we've, 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 we've talked it. It about, yeah, about it already. Clear. I wanted to discount it so that Caitlin couldn't pick it as her favorite anymore, but we've already <laughs> done, done that. Meanwhile, we jump to TNG, and their dress uniforms are dress. different. They are a dress. They are just really, yeah, long-ass jackets with gold trim. Yeah, another instance where a belt would have been helpful. I think. Yeah. Another in- uh, instance where just redesigning the whole fucking thing. Because mm. I or can't that. even imagine a belt making this wearable. I have a feeling like this came about because somebody was like, Hey, costume department, we need... A dress uniform, and they <laughs> thought, "Oh, you want a version of the uniform that's a dress? Okay, well, well I can make that." And this is what they got. I, you know, it was the guy who did, who developed the scant. I mean, yeah. you, you say that, but honestly, the reason Tom Baker's scarf was so long in Doctor Who was because they gave this woman all this yarn, and they were like, "Make us this like crazy stripy scarf," and she assumed they oh. wanted her to use all of it. That's funny. And so she turns over this absurdly long scarf and they go, what? But then they were like, yeah, okay, fuck it. (laughs) That's pretty good. So that may be what happened. Yeah, I do utterly detest these because look at poor Patrick Stewart wearing this. It'd be like, dresses are fine, but these are just just shapeless swaths of bags. That's what I say, like a belt would have helped. Yeah. Any tailoring would have helped. Any yeah. Tailoring, yeah. yeah. Literally any tailoring. I feel like the order was make them sort of not too tailored so we can use them on multiple actors. That's probably true. Mm-hmm. There's yeah. also like shades of that weird one-off Q admiral uniform. Yeah. With the like the way the gold braid is, although it's much, much thinner. The silhouette it wraps around. Yeah, that may have been a dress admiral. Like, well, that, I think they just hadn't figured out the Admiral's uniform yeah. at Also that point. true. Yeah. And also, Q could have been just fucking with That's for true. All, for all we know. He was yeah. like, oh, you guys like gold, eh? That's so actually, do I. Prefer, I. I prefer that version. Q's I making like fun of them. Gold. Yeah, so right now we're looking at seasons one, seasons two. There's a little bit of variance between them. By season three, it's a little shorter. Mm, yeah. A little... It looks like there's a little more fitting. A little more fitting. Like a little nipping in at the waist, like. I still think it's fucking Less absurd. Gold. Yeah, no, it's no good. Because the gold doesn't go all the way down the jacket mm. anymore. It just goes across the shoulder. You know what this looks like? This looks like a mad scientist wear. Yes. Mm. Like if I it was Dr. white and he this. had goggles on, this yeah. would just be a mad scientist costume. No, you're right. You're right. It's no good. Very accurate. It's no good. I like that. I like that description, Caitlin. Thank you. Yeah, plus I can't imagine this not looking good on people of different shapes, different sizes. Oh, yeah. If you were thin, if, if you were a heavy person, yeah. this is terrible. Or if you have tits, it'll just hang in a weird way down oh, your tits. Oh, if you have tits, you have to have a belt, because otherwise oh, this thing is just going to make Troy you look like you're a cone. Troy and Dax are making it work in these screenshots. 
It looks wrong with Worf's bandolier. Yeah, it doesn't work with Worf <laughs> at all. Yeah, the length is just perplexing to me. Mm. Yeah, I don't like that. Like if well, you want co- to look it, fancy. it covers your fupa and your ass. It covers the spare tire. You're good. <laughs> That's what it's all about. But if you got bitch tits, sorry, Patrick, you're in big trouble. Oh, no. Oh, God, that's... I forgot to say that, but the, the weird outfit that Chakotay stole. It's like, hey, he stole Patrick's clothes. Oh, no. Just a potato sack. Yeah, it was a shapeless fucking brown sack. Yeah, kind of like these. Yeah. These are pretty shapeless, but they're at least in department colors. That's he true. didn't fill it out as nicely as Patrick. Jumping ahead. I added this one just <laughs> Yay. Honestly, Better than the regular TNG ones. Yeah, so we're, right now we're looking at the <laughs> fucking uniforms we see in Generations when they're playing on the ship, just because I fucking love them. From, from I like, the HMS Enterprise. I enjoy hey, that the drawing great. of Data is him pushing Bev. <laughs> <laughs> like, POV, you are Bev. <laughs> getting shoved into the water. And it looks like Bev is using that telescope as a pipe, so blazing <laughs> Bev lives on. Yeah. Uh, no, I kind of wish that they stayed in these uni- in these kinds of uniforms though, because they look hot, fucking fancy. The tailoring's great. I don't remember Riker ever actually doing the Napoleon in the movie though. Mm. Like I think at one point, Jordy does have a, a what is it, astrolabe? Or, no, sextant. Sextant. Thank yeah. you. But I don't think Riker ever actually did like the full yeah. Napoleon. The timelines people the like sometimes Napoleon. go. With uh, a theme and just do a thing. Yeah. I mean, it, it works. Don't get me wrong. I like Jordy's it. Jordy's so happy. Who wouldn't be? You get to be in a cool costume. No, that's And he's got a sextant. It's all yeah. the sex he's going to get. Fucking <laughs> <Hey. laughs> Shove data. Just perfect. But here's what's interesting about this drawing and what, and what Riker's doing. Everybody else is wearing a double-breasted coat, but his is not. Notice the... the... Yeah, I guess it mustn't if it opens like that. Well, no, he opened a couple buttons to shove his hand Oh, in. I see. You can see that there are the buttons oh, there. Oh, yeah, I see yeah. it on the other side. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's just, again, he's got his hand in the it's way. It's just a weird Everybody should weird wear double-breasted everything. I just, I love this look. I wish people still dressed like this. Or I know, right? It's really just proof that they need more jackets like, in like Star in, Trek. Like in, uh, what yeah, the fuck right. is it? What's that movie? Uh, Mars. Maximum Carnage. Ma- maximum no, um, Mars. Uh, ma- what the fuck is it called? We watched it on the show. Total Recall. Total Recall. Oh, I couldn't recall it. Total Mars, I think, is actually better, though. <laughs> Total Mars. Because that's, maximum is total, and Mars is where it takes place. Total so Mars would have, it like, Total Mars would have been the, like, inappropriate Saturday morning cartoon adaptation. Because nah. 90s had a lot of that. Like, hey, let's turn really adult shit into cartoons. The Ace Ventura uh, cartoon right, is moving forward. we got to yeah. keep, keep moving it yes. forward. Um, and by Insurrection and Deep Space Nine, we have a different dress uniform. They look that, like waiters. Yeah, this, this looks, looks like, like a white help jacket. at a wedding. Oh, you're right. It's wedding help. Yeah. Oh my god, it is. That's exactly what it is. Actually, though, I like it on Bev, because she's got the color blocking. Oh, so does um, Julian. Yeah, I think yeah. It, that's I think Divisions? Cap, cap, no, Captains and Admirals yeah. get white. Oh. Everyone else has that blue Well, stripe. I much prefer... I don't like it the white. They look like... definitely look like they're helping a wedding. But with the color stripe, it's a little better. It's still not great. It's acceptable. Yeah, it's, it's not great. still it's better great. than any of the... Because I like the... Like, I like the shape of it. Like, I like how it's got sort of like the... It's a little bit lower in the front yeah. with the... I think um, if it weren't white and if you took the different color blocking and made it your department color, I think it'd be nice. Maybe. Yeah, I think the look of it's not... Yeah, I just Because I like the one. cut of the jacket. What 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 do, you, what do we call this? Like, what would you call Couldn't that? Couldn't tell you. I don't know. Is the, it technically a lapel when it's all the way down there? No, no, a lapel no, is a lapel collar. Are a cup. I don't know what that is. 
All right, moving forward. So, um, what in, the hell? In Enterprise, the kind of dress uniform that we see is very military y. It's it, kind of like the Admiral uniform we saw last week. Wh- what is that? Why is Picard in that? Because Timelines uh, every so often introduces a, uh, a special character. Ah, okay. I like him in it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's basically they, they took the regular uniform, added, made it formal. Yeah, I added like lapels it. and an undershirt. Uh, I think probably has fewer, if possibly, no pockets. No, no. But yeah, it's it's, it's good. It's, it's kind of like the TOS one where it's like, we just kind of fancied up the existing one. Yeah. We yeah. didn't go too crazy. You, you can tell you're in the right universe. It's not like we threw you in something entirely random like those white things in Insurrection. <laughs> yeah. They resisted adding a tie like with the admirals. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, looks good. Cool, cool. All right. In, these are these are where I'm a little less on the nose because I, I don't remember the, the Kelvin movies and also... Yeah. Everyone's in a different uniform in every fucking scene, yeah. so the, it's, it's a little tricky finding what uniform is what in the movies. In 2009, I'm told that there's a cadet uniform for when they're at the academy. Yeah. Graduating? Do not remember this movie. Well, this does, yeah, like, this does seem to be the, like, cadet dress. Okay. In that it's like, he wears it at, like, the inquest into his cheating and shit like that. Okay. Because I like that they gave Uhura sleeves again. Yep. Because yep. she doesn't have that in her normal uniform that we discussed. Yep. Uh, Other than that, it's just oh, it's fine. It's a lot of red. Yeah, it's yeah, it's very samey. That's true. Yeah, it's just mm. yeah, un- underwhelming. Thoughts on you two? Are cadet uniforms? They're always red, though. Well, not in this movie, because then when he's actually taking the Kobayashi Maru, they're on like a gray thing. Oh, and... well, just, yeah, but I mean, like in, even in other shows, though, like like Red Squad wore red, and these other... are technically dress uniforms. Pot. Well, it, the, when we see them, it's usually during formal moments, Maybe. so it's yeah. hard to say. Yeah. I, I, I found like them the... online, so I'm including them to talk about. Are they covered in tiny fucking deltas? No, well, <laughs> no I happily. fucking love them. Well Yay. done. <laughs> Alright, Into Darkness, holy fucking shit. We see these... Yeah. Nazis? Nazi yeah, because they look like yeah. Nazis. Yeah. yeah, it was a weird choice. I was very confused, because I, I, I find these on Memory Alpha, and I'm like, what... Also, what hats! Yeah, this, 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 this looks like Mirror Universe dress, you know? They, like, does, but yeah. how, Star Trek never uses hats with uniforms. Like, what the fuck? I do like the emblem that we have on the hat, with the little kind of... with The, the Delta's got wings. Yeah, it's like a... Baby version of the original universe twalk ones. A little mm-hmm. bit, but pointy. Yeah, but yeah, no, they're very, the very military. Huge. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. kind of how peak caps can be. No, no, actually, no. Especially the one in Simon Pegg. That is a fucking SS cap. You know, these are these like, are Nazi. Uniforms. No other countries. Well, maybe the Russians, but generally, peaked caps don't do that big swoop thing. Except again. The Nazis. Carl Urban's doesn't fit. <laughs> it is like halfway down his head. So is Zach Quinto's. No, no, but I mean oh, his I'm is sorry. like Simon Pegg's is also. It's not as bad though. I think they like look at how high up. Uh, well, maybe it's his that doesn't fit. Maybe the rest no, of no, them don't fit that way. His and his, and you know. Maybe they were. Maybe they're meant to look. They were oversized. a bad idea. Maybe either they're way. meant to look like Nazis. Like I didn't like them when I first when I first saw the movie, and I didn't even it didn't occur to me at the time how. And Nazi, they looked. Yeah, I just thought they were ugly. That's they why were Spock. Too... This is what one scene in the film where Spock is smiling. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, he smiles later in this film. He's 
when Kirk does. He does love Nazi planet. All right. I don't think we really saw dress uniforms in the first several seasons of Discovery. But by season four of Discovery, we have like a different dress uniform every day. I Uh, actually do quite like Burnham's. Yeah, let's start with the, with the captain's dress uniform, which is different from everybody else's uniform. Because, of course. It's very nicely fitted, unlike mm-hmm. all the other uniforms we see in Discovery that we've discussed. Mm. Um, nice the, sort of burgundy-ish the, color. The color is a little clerical for me. I think that's the one thing I don't care about in oh, this see, uniform. I, I, I mean, you're right, but I still like it. If, she, if her collar were more like the Admiral collar, I think mm. I'd really like it. Fair, fair. Oh, God, and he just wears it so well. Yeah, they finally put Vance in a nice uh, uniform. And that color is so nice for him, too. Yeah. The blue, or the, I don't even know what you call it, like a teal? Dark I'd teal? slate. Slate gray. Oh, it's gray? Oh, from here it looks... Well, in the this, first this photo one... it looks sort of bluish, yeah, and the second one it it's gray. Yeah, this one it looks blue, but it's always gray? Oh, okay, I just saw the Yeah, it's just the lighting in that other, sh- other shot. Oh, I like the lighting in the other shot. It looks blue and he looks hot. Yeah, he looks really good. Yeah, the Admiral uniform is pretty good. The Captain's uniform, aside from the weird white collar, I think is really nice. We also see... Well, it see... almost harkens back to, like, Khan, right? Because they've got that sort of white collar with the maroon thing. Mm, that's true. Although with it, yeah. It's a little, it's like, yeah. It's like the turtleneck. Yeah, in Discovery, we also see this cadet uniform that I found. Uh, that's kind of cute. Look, I wish it were a little better color, because, again, with the grays, you blend into the walls an awful lot. Yeah. I like the diagonal zip. Yeah, I love a diagonal zip. The thing on the under the neck looks like a handle. <clears throat> yeah, so we have this cadet uniform. We also have a different officer uniform. We don't ever get a really good look out. Yeah, not that. great. But I did spot this one that we see at Detmer yeah, it's well and fitted. Hugh yeah, it's, wearing. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, I, like I kind of like this little diagonally looking. It yeah. almost looks like where you keep like a pocket watch. <laughs> yeah, it does. Like a, yeah. Kind of, yeah. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, they, they tailor these pretty well, which makes me really upset at the other uniforms that they do not. Mm. I don't, I'm not even yelling to ha- add a belt, which is That's surprising true. for me. Yeah. Like, they don't need they a belt. Act- cause they actually well, it's because they nip it at the waist. In, yeah. yeah. Yeah, they so actually fit it. them to your fucking actor. What? Crazy time. Lower Decks does <laughs> a couple different jokes. It does a, the joke where they just took the TNG uniform and made it Lower Deck style. Nice dresses. Very funky dresses. <sighs> There's also one where they're, they're literally just, uh, a scene where they're literally wearing the white uniform that you see at Insurrection oh, okay. and later at Deep Space Nine. But it's literally the same, so I'm not mm. including that in this one. Just a car you know, it's a cartoon dress. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. They did it. Good job. I'm including this, but feel free to cut it, Chris, because I don't know anything about season two Picard. I think that might just be the regular Admiral's uniform, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. I wasn't sure where to include this, so I want it looks like he's you giving can, a speech. You can look at Picard. You can decide if you want to include this in the actual list of things you're considering. Hmm. Yeah, it looks like a normal admiral uniform. Yeah, looks good. It does look good. His neck wetsits are cockeyed, but whatever. Oh, yeah, they are. What's it called? I thought you were going to say, like, his jowls. Yeah, his jowls. His pips. Yeah, his admiral rank pips. Just for, oh. just for a, a bonus, I know we're talking Starfleet dress uniforms, but because I think she looks fucking cute as hell, uh, Kira has a Bajoran dress uniform yeah, that we get I to see a couple about times. That. She always looks cute. That I fucking love. Yeah, it's a nice shade of lavender. It's well cut, the actor. Yeah, it it's looks beautiful. Good, it's a good... I love the Now Visitor. Yeah, it's got the, the normal Bajoran collar that we're going to see. Yep. But, you know, it doesn't have those stupid kind of funky color blocking things. Yeah, it's I a good about time. that. Yeah, I it's, like a good, it. it's a good little thing. Yeah, so just a bonus for us. I'm not including it in the full list. Speaking of the full list, here is everybody. I mean, obviously, my favorite is Generations. (laughs) Same. That's what I was going to say, too. 
I'm not going to count that one in my You're not, Yeah, feel free to count it. Because it's not really a Starfleet uniform. I'm a little torn. Because it's like, I really like the sort of Discovery Captain dress. Yeah, me too. But mm. because it's specific to the captain, it almost feels kind of like... Cheating. Yeah. I think I think we see Saru wear it. He's a captain now. That's true. He is a captain. That's very true. So I think because it's kind of its own special thing, I'll give it an honorable mention. Sure. But say that my favorite are probably the TOS ones. Ah. They're simple. They're to the point. They're not... They're fancy. Yeah. They're, they're like, like I said, they just took the regular uniform... Shush it up a little. Uh, which, again, they kind of did with Enterprise, but... Yeah, Enterprise, I think, would be my honorable mention if I'm going with... Yeah, if, I'm... if I'm going with Generations, which I am, because I'm That's a jerk. That's fair, yeah. So, yeah, I'll say top is TOS with an honorable mention for the Captain's variant in Disco. Um... I think the Captain's variant is my favorite from Disco. Yeah. Least good. favorite, I'm going to say Kelvin Nazis. <laughs> yeah. yeah, fair, fair. I don't know. My least favorite is Seasons 1 and Season... Well, really, specifically Season 2. TNG. Fair. Yeah. Uh, because it is just Picard swimming in fucking fabric. I can't decide if it's that one or the looking like help at the wedding one from t- <laughs> uh, Deep Space Nine. But yeah, it's probably seasons one and two. Yeah, TNG seasons one and two is bad. There we go. So here's the thing. Did you say Nazis too, Jake? No, well, I was going to say no. Okay. Um, so Nazis... Listen, the Nazis, Nazis actually designed a good uniform. That, True. I think that well, was, being fair, I think it was... Who did design the Nazi uniforms? Oh, it was like... It's someone Hugo that's still Boss. around. Hugo, yeah, Hugo yeah. Boss. Hugo Boss... Uh, well, that was the pro- SS, wasn't no, it? No, Hugo Boss produced the uniforms. I don't, oh. think, I don't think he designed them. I think his company uh, constructed them. Yeah, okay. What were you saying, Jake? Yeah, sorry. So... I actually think uniform-wise, yeah, the Nazi uniform isn't bad. If you took the hat away, it might be a contender for top. Oh for yeah, me. that's fair. It is the hat that the hat really. Looks re- it, it not even if it wasn't a Nazi hat, it just looks ridiculous. Yeah, they look really silly. You're not wearing. Oh, yeah, shit like in space. again, like Star Trek. For all that, even the TOS took a lot of influence from the real military. They ditched hats. Yeah. yeah, you never see anyone else wear a hat. Yeah, they, unless you're hiding Spock's ears. Yeah, like well, they they don't do hats as part of uniforms. You know, like hats are still around. We see them, but they're not part of like. Which makes sense because you're like, you're a multi-species group, and a lot of your species have funky heads. Like you know what? <laughs> We're just not even gonna bother. We'd have to make so many variants. Have oh, you yeah. met the Ferengi? Like like they did in uh, Take Me Out to the Hollow Suite. Exactly. Yeah, ex- yeah, it didn't work. So yeah, so. Because of the hat, I can't say any good things about the yeah, no, the hat's terrible. The Into Darkness one. So I think I'm gonna for top. I'm gonna have to go with. I'm have to go with what Michael Burnham is wearing there. It is. It looks the great. On her. Yeah, it looks That's really, what I said too. It looks really good. I like it. Um, and then for bottom, for me, it's gonna be yeah, early TNG dress is gonna be my bottom. Yeah. yeah, they're pretty they're shapeless. Pretty, they're pretty rough. Yeah, they're just not nice. And again, it's also got that mad scientist look. <laughs> yeah, I don't mind it. I don't mind it so much on the later dress uniforms. Maybe it's also because of how the piping, the, the gold, the gold is it's just too much of it. And then, like it goes all the way down the seam, which they also cheat in the drawing here because like they make it way more fitted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's not like that on the. Yeah, that's what level. I was thinking too. It's like if it looked more like that, I wouldn't be as bothered. But when you see it actually on Patrick Stewart, you're like, ooh. 
Yeah, so it's probably it's probably not the the uniform's fault. It's the tailor that. Made yeah, it. like yeah, it had been tailor better. It might have been. See, fun. and that and that and you were wondering why we need Garrick in the twenty. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the replicator wouldn't do it right. It has right? no panache. It's very generic. It's like it's like buying a suit jacket from a department store versus you know getting a tailor to fix it versus for you. buying one from the men's warehouse. <laughs> Uh, cool. Well, thank you so much for listening to us uh, this whole time, uh, our dear, dear listeners. I hope you've been following this along. I forgot to say earlier, all this is up on our Tumblr. Yes. Links yeah. below. Tumblr. Click over to the Tumblr, follow along, as you can see all these dress uniforms there. And they will have been working by now since Ains noticed the issue with the well, that was just carryover. On Facebook. Yeah, that was just on Facebook. The link yeah. still worked. True. Yeah, let us know if there are other dress uniforms that you want to give a shout out to, because I'm sure I missed a whole bunch from... The Kelvin movies or some bullshit. Uh, next week, we're going to get all dolled up some more Ooh. as we continue to get through more Voyager stuff. We are covering more episodes, Maneuvers, and Resistance. Fuck Voyager titles, man. They're so <laughs> innocuous, and I hate them. Uh, and we're going to continue talking uh, uniforms in our uh, activities. We have more uniforms to discuss then. Until then, you can catch us on all your other different podcasting places to listen to all our other episodes. You can hang out with us on the Facebook and the Twitter. Uh, You can dress up in your favorite dress uniform and do that, weirdos. Uh, I'm going to do that right now. My name has been Ames. This has been Caitlin. Jake. And this is always Chris. Oh no, the sky people. They're taking our hawks. But hey, they're giving us Puma powers. <laughs> you know who they really should have given some culture to? White people. Right? <laughs> you, know who, you know who they should have got to play the hawk? What? Avery Brooks. There we go. <laughs> oh, I See, get that's it. That's a good joke. I get it. <laughs> that's a much better joke. Good job.